0: S-F-M. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. The performances of late just have not been good enough.
1: You don't need me to tell you how the frat Park faithful feel about full time. Pure,
0: unadulterated Pompey. Danny has done it himself. The players need to perform on the pitch. We know these players are good enough. Action and reaction. There-
2: The new incoming manager needs to be able to deliver success
0: quickly. Giving Pompey fans a voice. We've got to get out of this division and into the
2: championship.
0: Come on, let's show some ambition. Get us a name. Let's get Pompey out of League One. Been too long.
3: This is the Football Hour. I cannot highlight how important this next two three weeks are for the future of this football club.
2: Still managerless Pompey, comprehensively beaten yet again by Bolton Wanderers. Bolton trying to work it round the corner. They've worked it into the box.
1: They've worked a chance and they've worked the third goal. And Portsmouth have been opened up once again. There really is no way back for Portsmouth now. Bolton three, Portsmouth nil.
2: Interim head coach Simon Bassey making no excuses for his side admitting that a lot of things have to change if Pompey want to reassert
4: themselves as promotion contenders this season. came here today, within the first 15 minutes, give a really, really soft goal away and it just gives us too much to do. We're a low scoring team at the moment for some reason and we're giving ourselves a mountain to climb. So
2: tonight we will be reviewing Pompey's 3-0 defeat to Bolton Wanderers at the weekend and we'll also be discussing the latest news on the managerial front as we are hearing today that a new appointment will be announced within the next 48 hours. We'll talk about the names that have been rumoured over the weekend and supposedly close to being Pompey's new head coach. There are actually positives to talk about tonight. The Pompey women were in action at the weekend. They did the City proud. 1-0 victors over Ipswich Town at Wesley Park. Tonight we'll hear the post-match reaction of Jay Sadler.
5: I think every single player deserves huge credit because it's a massive win and one that puts us in with the top teams in this league.
2: And on Friday evening, it was announced that Evie Gain, former Pompey player, was returning to the club between now and seven o'clock we're going to hear the interview with Evie Gain with Max Watton where she talks about why she wanted to come back to the south coast and the reasoning for leaving Coventry United
6: it's more than football to me here it's like a family um, we get on with the girls really well obviously have a really good relationship with the staff and Jay so yeah I think they were the main reasons for wanting to come back
2: 81400 our text number start your messages with the word express email sport at expressfn.com. you can tweet using attic Express FM or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey live welcome to Blue Monday it certainly is a Blue Monday you're listening to a football hour this is the football hour
0: 93.7 Express FM.
2: A very good evening and the warmest of welcomes to the football hour here on 93.7 Express FM driven to you as ever by Stagecoach across the south. You can download their app right now by visiting either the Apple App or Google Play Store. You can prepay for your ticket and track your bus on a live map as well. You can also visit stagecoachbus.com for even more information on the services they are providing in your area. So, on the way this evening as I've already mentioned, plenty to come between now and September. We're going to hear the post-match reaction of interim boss Simon Bassey after the Blues' 3-0 defeat to Bolton Wanderers on Saturday afternoon. The second trip to the University of Bolton Stadium for the Blues in a matter of of just four days. We're also going to hear the post-match reaction of women's head coach Jay Sadler after they beat Ipswich Town by a goal to nail at Wesley Park yesterday afternoon. And we'll also hear from new signing Evie Gain on the show this evening. You've just heard all the ways to get in touch between now and 7 o'clock. If you didn't hear them, I will be repeating them throughout the course of tonight's show. Alternatively, you can visit expressfm.com to find them out. Okay, let's get things started and uh, a grim reminder now of how things went down at the University of Bolton Stadium on Saturday afternoon. as Simon Bassi took his side still without a league win since October to take on fifth place Bolton Wanderers.
0: Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A
4: wonderful goal!
0: Every second of the action is right here. Chilton
1: scores!
0: 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary.
4: He's
1: This
0: is... You want to believe it! Pompey
1: Live. The Bolton players take the knee before the game, the Pompey players applaud, and we're underway for this League One encounter. And Bolton on the edge of the area, Williams is shot, It's going to pull for Charles, Good nail. Pompey have got a corner on the right-hand side. In it comes, towards the edge of the six-yard box. Morrison! He's headed it wide! What an opportunity! Jeff Altringham blows his half-time whistle, and it's Bolton who will go into the break, leading by a goal signal as the rain starts whipping through. Dempsey, driving to the Deadmore line. Danger for Portsmouth here. Whipped in, cross. Holloway, he drops it. Chance for Bolton! Two to work it round the corner they've worked it into the box they've worked a chance and they've worked the third goal and Portsmouth have been opened up once again the ball swept in to the bottom corner Based on that performance, maybe frustration that it's not a victory. But Pompey have been much improved today. They've gone toe-to-toe with probably the best side in the league. And they're going to come away with a point.
0: Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM
2: with Aquacars. Highlights, lowlights, whatever you want to call them, from Saturday afternoon as the Blues were beaten again by bon- Bolton Wanderers, this time in the league. And I'll be honest, I don't... Often disagree with Andy Moon, he's a very knowledgeable man, but I'm not sure that was an improved performance. Have your say between now and 7 o'clock. Do get in touch uh, with what you want to have uh, voiced on the show this evening. Let's go through some of the other results from the weekend. Then, uh, Accrington Stanley were 2-0 victors over Bristol Rovers. Burton Albion lost 4-0 at home to Shrewsbury Town. Charlton 2, Barnsley nil. Charlton Town 2, Derby County 3. Exeter City and Forest Green Rovers played at a one-all draw at St James's Park, Fleetwood Town one, Oxford United two, big game at Portland Road ended Ipswich one, Plymouth Argyle one thanks to a late, late equalizer from the Pilgrims to keep things very interesting at the top of the table. Oh, how we wish we could be there. Milton Keynes, Dons, nil. Lincoln City, nil. Wickham Wanderers, nil. Sheffield, Wednesday, one. There were 11 games on Saturday afternoon, including Pompey's 3-0 defeat to Bolton Wanderers. One more game to play from the weekend uh, of League One action. Then Port Vale take on Peterborough United. That is this evening at 8 o'clock on Sky Sports Football. OK, looking at the table then. And uh, Pompey uh, keep sliding down. Top of the table, Plymouth Argyle on 58 points. Sheffield Wednesday in second on 55 points. Both of them teams unbeaten. In quite a long time. Ipswich Town third on 51 points. Derby County, Bolton Wanderers, and Barnsley are in the 40s. Uh, They make up fourth, fifth, and sixth, and the remainder of the playoff positions. Wickham seventh on 38 points, with Bristol Rovers, Peterborough United, Exeter City, Port Vale, and Charlton Athletic making up the top half of League One. After some teams have played 23 games, some teams have played 24, 25, 26, and 27 of Plymouth Argyle at the top. That is your top half after pretty much the halfway stage of the campaign. You might be wondering, where are Pompey? Well, in 13th, not there. Oxford United, 14th. No, not there. Shrewsbury Town. But in 15th, a Pompey on 31 points. They are now nine points behind the top six. Barnsley in sixth on 40 points, remember. And from the relegation zone, I hate to say it, seven points separate the Blues and Cambridge United, in 21st but you've got 24 points and they join mk dons burton albion and forest green rovers in the relegation zone as things stand okay um let's try and make things a little bit cheering welcome on my two guests for this evening's conversation um welcome back joe woods a man with no introduction really um pfft, wow what is going on at this football club joe thanks for having me on again um, <laughs> what is
3: going on at this football club um, it, that's a really good question probably not one I can answer um, it's probably one that really only two or three people at the football club know the answer to at the moment um, and it certainly for all his efforts isn't Simon Bassi's job to answer it um, the poor guy is doing what he
2: can with what's there which doesn't appear to be an awful lot no. Um, joining yourself on tonight's show, Joe making his debut on the Football Please Pleased to welcome on, uh, joining us over the phone lines, Joff Taylor, who you might uh, recall as uh, Pompey Stats on Twitter. Joff, it is great to have you on the show this evening, my friend.
7: Good evening. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, excited to chat all things Pompey.
2: Are, um, really? are,
7: are you really? Are you really? What's been going on, Joff? Yeah be honest well you know it's always it's always nice to chat Yeah, there's got to be some positives going in there i'm sure we will get there over the course of the hour but no thank you very much for
2: having me on no problem at all if you've got any positives joff let us know um let's go back to saturday then pompey's second trip To Bolton. This time, um, in all honesty, it was the game that really mattered. League One looking for the first win since late October. Forest Green Rovers at the new lawn, the last time the Blues picked up maximum points in the league. They took on Bolton Wanderers' side, fifth in the table, doing pretty well in the league, and not really the kind of game you want to be playing at any stage of the season, particularly when you haven't won in. However long Seven games in all competitions You haven't scored an open goal um, In the last six league games And Bolton Wanderers made Pompey look Way below average
3: Yeah I mean the, the, That's what Pompey are at the moment um, I will defend um, Simon Bassey hmm. To a certain degree here Like I said earlier He's not he's not the one that should be carrying the can For the performances of the last three or four games That's not his his job yeah. Um but also to touch on that, I mean, when when I was on the show, mere hours before Danny Cowley was sacked, I mentioned that it's not Danny Cowley's fault that these players are doing things that professional players just simply shouldn't be doing. Um, it was the Charlton one where many poor errors led to led to goals, mm. and then you look at the Bolton goals, and it's the same thing again. Yeah. We're having the same conversation. Why is Sean Raggett playing ninety five percent of that stadium on side? <laughs> Uh, after the after the ball gets gets cleared from the box, that's just a basic error. Joshua Olowiemi drops the ball, a basic error, you know. And then the third one, uh, yeah, fine. So realistically, out of those out of those goals, only one can maybe be argued that it's a tactical mistake or, or however however you want to want to put it. Yeah. Realistically, the, the
2: players are just making error after compounded error. Yeah. And it was a fortnight ago, Joth, that Danny Cowley was relieved of his duties at Fratton Park. What have you learned within that two weeks? Are you kind of on the same grounds as Joe in, in mentioning that maybe a lot of these players have got to take a bit of accountability for their actions, not just in the last two weeks, Joth, but you know prior to Danny Cowley losing his job?
7: Yeah, definitely. I think you know, these, this group of players have shown that they can play well as a group. You've seen that in the first five, six games of the season. We yeah we were playing really well i recall that game against cambridge at home we won 3 or 4-1 i can't quite remember but yeah we played some great football that evening we came from 1-0 down i believe so you know this group have it in them but obviously something's gone wrong somewhere um and yeah in this last fortnight, like apart from the apart from the spurs FA cup game where you know it's quite quite easy to get yourself up for it if you're a player cuz you're playing in arguably the best modern stadium mm. in the country and stuff like that you know apart from that It's just been shocking.
2: Yeah, and I think it's been emphasised clearly, Joe, that 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 Spurs game in the FA Cup, whilst it was a great day out for us uh, as fans, and I'm sure the players as well, you could see clearly in the the two trips to Bolton last week in games that mattered a little bit more, more winnable matches in the trophy and in the league, you could see that that, that the players had turned up for Spurs. And that, that same attitude, that same application, nowhere near space should have been for bolton no not even close um
3: like you said very easy to get yourself up for a game in what is the best modern stadium in the country it just is um lovely lovely stadium love it it's not your job to go there and appreciate the stadium as a football <laughs> player though and they and they went and did exactly what i wanted to see them do but in the league go do that at bolton when it matters i that was a free hit it didn't matter what the result of that game was i think we were all surprised when it only turned out to be one nil mm. but everyone worked really really hard um i will actually mention one person that didn't and i think that was the reason he got sent back was josh Caroma? i did watch him two or three times just walking around the pitch and i think that might have been partially why he was yeah. sent back mm. um from his loan spell but like you say it's really easy to get yourself up for a Peterborough game uh, for a a Spurs game (laughs) but now you've got to go and do it against Bolton well it should be relatively easy for two reasons one you're starting to slide down the table and two it's your job (laughs) it it, it isn't really
2: much more difficult than that and we laugh Joe but you're not wrong (laughs) You know, you've got 304, I think it was, Pompey fans travelled up on Tuesday night to the trophy game, quarterfinal of the competition. We know there's the controversy behind the Papa John's Trophy. Nonetheless, it's fantastic support in a game that didn't really matter too much. You've got the Pompey fans loud and proud still behind you, paying their hard-earned cash to be there. Likewise, yeah. on Saturday in the league, when it mattered a bit more, 900 of them. You accumulate that to 1,200 fans um, going to both of these games. There's a lot of money being paid outwards, people taking time off work, making the four and a half to 5 five-hour journey up there just for the players to... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. If there's any players listening, and you think I'm wrong and saying this, but it, it didn't look like you cared.
3: I mean, th- th- we treat football in isolation. So I will, I will flip it the other way. <laughs> we treat football in isolation like it's uh, not like anything else in the world. I mean, there there are times when everybody goes to work and they're just not feeling it, <laughs> and that's fine. But when I go to work and I'm not feeling it, I haven't got a thousand people <laughs> cheering me on. You know, so <laughs> your motivation probably
2: increases when you've got a thousand people back in you. I'm really interested in just turning the tables now and trying to find out the weirdest (laughs) jobs you could have to have a thousand people clapping and applauding you, singing your name, (laughs) doing so. Um, We've got some people getting in touch uh, on the text, tweets and emails. Linda Mail will start off with Linda. Where have our players gone? Because at the moment, they are missing. Unless this form and manager problem is addressed sooner rather than later, we are heading for League Two. Where has the team that looked so promising at the start of the season gone? It looked like we had a depth from the squad and played high-press attacking football This team cannot even do the basics. Talking about our games in hand is wasted because we cannot win the present games Uh, as it stands. We are nearer relegation than promotion. This is not acceptable. The fans turn up twice at Bolton. Shame the team didn't. Linda Mayo, thank you very much for your email uh, this evening. We've got another email coming in from Dave Byrne. Says Hi Jake, Saturday at Bolton is not worthy of a polite comment. So here's a couple of things about the appointment of a new head coach instead. We keep hearing we need to make sure that we get the right man for the job this time i've heard the same mantra being rolled out in 90 percent of the previous similar scenarios are there different levels of how right a person can be are we looking for somebody who is properly right this time we all know that football managers make a very nice living from failure and whoever comes in is already on borrowed time but let's get somebody who with the right support can finally deliver and the new man in charge must immediately command the respect of everybody in the changing room. Some of the candidates named will struggle with that, in my opinion. I wonder if the owners anticipate that it would take an entire decade to get out of League One. It is a real possibility now, says Dave in lists on the emails. Yes, that is right. If Pompey do remain in League One come the end of the season, and I say it's, there's a chance we could not, and I don't mean in terms of promotion, Relegation could real be a possibility for the Blues now. That would be the Blues' seventh season in the third tier if they enter it in the summer. Thank you to both Linda and Dave for getting in touch on the emails. 81400, our text number here at Express. Start your messages with the word Express to get those messages through to us and send those to 81400. Tweet at ExpressFM, email sport at expressfm.com or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We're going to hear after the break from a man that Joe Wood keeps mentioning on the footblower. so far this evening, Simon Bassey. He spoke to Max Spotton after the full time whistle at Bolton on Saturday afternoon and he's been addressing the fantastic support his side have been shown and the rewards they've not been given for their support.
4: We travel in numbers and, and today we haven't done well enough. We've let ourselves down, we've let them down. So, you know, we have to dust ourselves down and go again because, you know, we've got, we've got a big game at, at home next week and, and we're To stop giving silly goals away.
2: The football hour returns after this quick break. This is the football
0: hour, 93.7 Express FM.
6: The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do, for those who travel often but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5 bundles of five day riders for the price of four and flexi 10 bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven flexi tickets are now available to download via the stagecoach bus app download flexi 5 or flexi 10 from apple app store or google play today for more information visit stagecoachbus.com
0: this
2: is the football hour 93.7 Express FM. Good evening, welcome to part two of tonight's edition of the football Hour here on Express FM. Brought to you by Stagecoach across the South. You can download their app now from the Apple App or Google Play Store, or visit StagecoachBus.com for more information of the services they can provide to you. Myself, Jake Smith, alongside Joe Wood from the 1898 blog on social media, and also Joff uh, Taylor uh, from Pompey Stats on Twitter, is where you may recognise joff's name from and joff we're going to come back to you uh for the first um sort of question of this the second part of the show and that is we mentioned the league table earlier on closer to relegation are pompey than than the top six as things stand the games in hand have pretty much been eliminated only one game of pompey got in hand on the sixth place um as it stands whilst we're not in a relegation battle as things stand at, at this current moment in time is there this real possibility we could be sucked into one
7: Um, I think we could yeah potentially get dragged into something involving yeah, the, not the very very bottom places hmm. in this league but the 22nd 21st teams but I think that there are some teams I mean Forest Green and Burton are just too bad <laughs> for this league but um, if I'm honest I don't see us getting in a into a huge relegation scrap. I think we will, uh, our score's got enough quality to, you know, pull us out Some with a new manager and hopefully get that new manager bounce. But, you know, I think we are destined for another mid-table finish.
2: Joff mentions the, the quality in, in the squad, and yeah, on paper, Joe, you know the, the signings in the summer, the likes of mm-hmm. you know, Marlon Pack, the experience that Michael Morrison brought to the team, Josh Coroma himself, you know, even on loan uh, from Huddersfield Town, just to name a few. Um, the, the quality in this team on paper, fantastic. Where is it? where where has it been for the last 15 games one league win in the last 15 games we are technically the worst team in in this division based upon form in the last 10 matches Um, whilst it does seem daft for me to suggest that a relegation battle could be on the cards and I I laughed at a few people saying it a few weeks ago but we were talking off air There's there's a real concern about that now we could be heading in that direction we are heading in that direction
3: yeah, it's the, the, the slide has been quite a while, hasn't it? It's not um, just been a few games. No, this is several months. And I, I was thinking about this earlier today, and it, it very much is a case of every season there's one team that at the beginning of the season you go, oh, no, no, no they'll be fine. They'll be. Doncaster. They'll be, don, Doncaster. They'll be miles away from from it and then pompey obviously went on their run at the beginning of the season everything was fine and then come the middle of march that team was sat there going oh blimey we're, we're really in this relegation fight now oh, god and by that point it's really hard to get yourself into the mentality of that sort of siege mentality of we need to just go and get some points on the board mm. and if we're not careful that's where we're going to be now converse to that <laughs> there's always a team <laughs> every year that go on this ridiculous run from March mm. That sees them shoot up the table And end up in a playoff spot somehow mm-hmm. That could also be Pompey yeah. So whilst every, You are going to be looking over your shoulder A little bit that there, there is still some light in, At the end of this tunnel Don't It doesn't have to
2: completely <laughs> be Negative but yeah there is, light at the, there is potentially light at the end of the tunnel mm. But there is potentially A huge cliff At the end of that same tunnel yeah, It's just about what way Pompey go about it. And this appointment, which we believe, from uh, Neil Allen from Big Ports of News reporting today, but potentially could be announced in the next 48 hours, is huge in regards to where this side goes from here. Now, we'll talk about names, we'll talk about the, the latest in terms of the, the, the potential managers or head coaches that could be appointed to that role after we hear from Simon Bassey in a few moments' time, Joe, but um, regardless of who comes in, their the biggest task is to not necessarily ho- overhaul the squad in, in regards to personnel, but the mentality, the confidence, the attitude, mm. because it has been, it's been nothing short sure of pathetic for the last few weeks. They're just lost.
3: Yeah. It's, the, the, it's a group of players that have absolutely zero confidence in themselves and that that shows on the pitch through, through their actions through the 50-50 tackles that aren't won I mean the, the first goal where Conor Gilvy goes in for that that sort of tackle mm. on, the, on the edge of the box is that a tackle that a fully confident player makes no a fully confident player takes man ball the lot and is happy with it and is fine yep cool get up and mm. carry on a player that's not confident
2: is sort of half putting his foot in there yeah. And that's what that's what you're seeing on the pitch. Goal number three, um, well, edge, yeah. edge of a box. Owen Toll, um, oh, yeah, on the edge of a D. Uh, left footed shot into the bottom corner. Ryan Tunnicliffe the nearest player to him, sort of half lunged towards it, gave up halfway. I'm um, not saying he could have got there, but there's a potential no, but, to at least look like you're trying. But to But you get want there. to see that yeah. that bit of effort yeah. in in trying to stop the yeah. goal. Um, we've got a text in from Mark who says hopefully a new appointment will make the team gain confidence and go on a run it's good the club are taking their time to make the appointment says Mark uh, on the text 81400 uh, is the number to text if you agree with Mark or if you disagree with Mark start your messages with the word express we've certainly seen, seen some on social media um, happy with uh, with how long it's taking the club to replace Danny Cowley making that right appointment and you can also see some frustration in regards to why is it taking this long to make the appointment do get in touch, let us know which side of the fence you sit on. You can also email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using expressfm, or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Before we do hear uh, from Simon Bassi Joff, I just want to get your thoughts on Josh Olawayimi. Now, he's been Pompey's goalkeeper for the Papa John's trophy matches, apart from last week at Bolton, um, as it happens. Uh, Josh Griffiths played that one. He was then recalled by West Bromwich Albion, uh, basically saying something along the lines of his development at Portsmouth is not going quite the way that it should be and we look to seek to get him somewhere else uh, Josh Oluwimi made his uh, his league debut uh, for Pompey on Saturday at Bolton and we mentioned in part one Joff the, the second goal yes it, it, it's technically uh, Josh Oluwimi's fault but how would you rate his performance overall and do you think that maybe being thrown in the deep end like that with such little experience is something that quite frankly no player is able to control too much
7: I mean yeah, young players are always going to make mistakes, um, especially goalkeepers. You know, it's kind of part of learning your trade. I mean, you know, Swanson's been great for us this season. He made the mistake for the uh, goal against Bolton earlier on this week. Um, but, you know, he did really well. They had, you know, a number of good shots on target that he got hand to or managed to save. Um, he looks comfortable, but, you know, with with young keepers, especially in the first few games and first fully professional uh, season in the Football League, you know, you are going to get errors. Uh, mm. We saw it with Bazunu, Rochdale saw it with Bazunu the se- season before. Um, we saw it with Griffiths and that's, you know, that's the risk you take by getting in young keepers. But, you know, he he looks he looks comfortable and I'd have no issue playing him again. Um, in terms of a replacement for Griffith, Griffiths, I would try and sign someone on a six-month deal, mm. whether it be on loan um, or a more experienced head on a free Um, but yeah Oliver Amy I rate him he should stick around
2: Yeah, And Joe, of course, we've got the luxury of having yourself in person tonight We were speaking uh, prior to this evening's show about the goalkeeping situation And the potential replacement for Josh Griffiths And whilst I wholeheartedly agree with what what Joff is is alluding to there Josh Oluimi, I I like him as a goalkeeper He's got certainly the right attitude You saw him after the game um, clenching his fist to the chest um, where where the badge was And and basically apologising to the Pompey fans One of only two players to do so, um, Mm. alongside Joe Morrell um, on, on Saturday um, actually no, three, sorry Zach Swanson was also another um, he's, he's certainly got potential, uh, however at the moment for, for Pompey in the league, is he the right man for you to carry on in that position um, under the new head coach or do you think that maybe someone else could come in you mentioned a name pre- yeah, pre-show um, interesting to read this morning that um, AFC
3: Wimbledon have released Will Jaskolainen um, he's a 24-year-old goalkeeper Son of Yussi um, Used to play for Well, Yussi used to play for Bolton, ironically um, <laughs> But um, Will has played for Crewe last season very well um, I think I remember a, a game um, that Pompey played against Crew, And if Jaskilainen wasn't playing the way he was It would have been the hatful um, So I, I think he's somebody that I'd definitely be interested in in seeing what he, what he could do on potentially like like Joth says, a, sh- a short term deal, yeah. um, he fits the age profile that the the club seem to be looking for. Um, I'm not sure it would be a permanent sort of option, mm. um, but yeah, th- that's a that's a player that I think if we are really struggling to to find someone that might be one to to look at yeah
2: okay joe joth thank you very much thank you to all who have got in touch on social media so far uh, plenty more coming in we'll get through those uh, in the next part of the show but it is time now to hear from interim boss simon bassi who was first asked in his post-match interview with max Swatton on saturday what he puts the
4: league defeat to bolton down to can't come away at home, Max, and give um, soft goals away. We've come here Tuesday night, give a terrible goal away. We've came here today, you know, within the first 15 minutes, give a really, really soft goal away. Um, and it's, it's just, it just gives us too much to do. We're a low-scoring team at the moment for some reason, um, and we're giving ourselves a mountain to climb. You know, we come out after half-time and, you know, in individual area you can't legislate for. But, you know, it's no worries, we don't blame people here. Um, but we give ourselves too much to do. We often puff without any any real um, appetite. Not appetite, it's the wrong word. You know, we just we just often puff second half without real conviction. A um, few chances we did create, we didn't have enough um, to work the keeper enough. So, yeah, really tough day for us.
8: There were solid foundations set in the second half on Tuesday. So how disappointing is it that you can take advantage of those and build on those today?
4: Yeah, you know, ultimately, you know, maybe I have to take some of the responsibility. I'll pick the team today. We made a few changes. We changed the shape a little bit. I wouldn't say there were tactical errors um, that led to the goals. One straight ball down the middle of the pitch, don't deal with. We're one nil down away from home after 10 minutes. You know, really makes it difficult for you. You come in second half, we have we have a chat. We, we put some things in place to try and improve us second half, you know. We're too deep. We don't track runners. Our one v one defending It's not good enough. And then, obviously, an individual error. You're two 0 down, and against good teams, it's, it's uh, you're giving yourself a lot to do.
8: What was the message at half-time when we were arguably still in the game as well?
4: Yeah, to, well, to be to be in the game still. You know, at one 0 you are still in the game, as you say. And um, you know, we looked at, we was going to get to try and get to 60 minutes with with where we were, and, and then have a look at there. We was. We made the changes in the end anyway, but at one 0 down with 60 minutes, and we could change and add some freshness. It was maybe a good look for us, but yeah, just we just give ourselves too much to do today.
8: As you alluded to, six changes before the game. What were the reasons there?
4: Well, you know, ultimately we, we tried to add a little bit of quality into the into the forward area. Um, maybe we could find the pass that we couldn't find the other night. But, yeah, just and never really worked for us in that respect.
8: And just to finally just to touch on the 975 poppy fans in the away and another huge following for the club at Bolton yeah. this weekend.
4: Yeah you know we we travel in numbers and, and today we haven't done well enough we've let ourselves down we've let them down so you know we have to dust ourselves down and go again because you know we've got we've got a big game at home next week and and we have to stop giving silly goals away.
2: Simon Bassey speaking to Max Swatton after Pompey's 3-0 defeat to Bolton Wanderers at the University of Bolton Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Joe and Joff alongside me for tonight's conversation. Um, Joff, let's talk about managers then uh, and the situation currently at Fratton Park in the fortnight since Danny Cowley's dismissal. We've heard plenty of names, plenty of rumours, the likes of Chris Wilder, Neil Warnock, Liam Manning, Liam Richardson, Ian Foster... But today, Joth, it seems to be the new favourite is Grant McCann, formerly of Peterborough United, actually recently replaced at London Road by none other than Darren Ferguson. Um, Joth, do you think, first of all, Grant McCann, if that is the way the club go forward, do you think he would be the right appointment?
7: Um he's certainly a manager who's done well in League One. He uh, got promoted with Hull City, got Doncaster to the playoffs um, with certain John Marquis. So yeah, he's he's done it before. Um though his recent form with Peterborough is yeah, something that I'd be, you know, concerned concerned with. Obviously he's um yeah, him him getting sacks, I think they're eighth or ninth at the time. Mm. Um yeah. You know, obviously it's not as bad as us, but they're a team with You a very, very good striker in Johnson-Clark-Harris and you kind of expect them to be doing a bit better Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean he's done it before whether he can work under this uh, director of football structure um, I'm not too sure, if he'd be happy to and be willing to um, take on our budgets then I don't see why not but um, yeah, the the whole director of football thing is an interesting one Mm -hmm. it's a new thing for us, whether managers will be willing to work um, with Hughes but I guess we'll wait and see.
2: And according to uh, our friend and colleague at the Ports of News, Neil Allen, reporting today that the announcement should be announced within the next 48 hours. So before the next edition of a Footblow, where we we'll hopefully be talking about a new head coach at Fratton Park, you can obviously keep up to date with all of the latest news uh, at Pompey on Twitter. is probably the best way to go, and of course at ExpressFM on Twitter as well. We'll be keep uh, up to date on our website as well, ExpressFM.com, with the latest news coming out of Fratton Park. Um... Joe, in regards to the new boss that comes in uh, and Pompey's real options they've got to appoint a new manager or a new head coach, really, at this stage of the season, mid-January, if you really want your top targets, if your top targets are ambitious, as some on social media are claiming the club aren't being with their reported targets, Mm. then quite frankly, they've already got a job. You know, your top managers will already have a job. Yeah, hands down. Yeah, I mean, unless you're going to tempt them away from you know Stephen Schumacher at Plymouth, not going to happen. Kieran McKenna at Ipswich, not going to happen. The, the managers that are currently available are available for a reason. Yeah, exactly. But that doesn't mean that necessarily they're all going to be bad appointments. Sometimes it just doesn't work out with certain clubs. Danny Cowley, Kenny Jackett. Mm.
3: But, again, but again, we're talking about the obvious names of people that have been in um, these management positions in the, in League One already. Um, I was thinking about this. Um, a little while back about Pompey have done the safe option Mm. probably since the Eisners have taken over everything's been safe there's not been a moment where they've rolled the dice on something and said right let's take a chance with x y and z you could argue maybe the Cowleys were that but then they didn't roll the dice because actually the Cowleys were happy to take the six month appointment which is Mm. what the Eisners wanted anyway Mm. so that's not rolling the dice Mm. Um I feel like maybe this is the time to roll the dice and go for for somebody a little bit left field. A little bit of somebody that you didn't really think about. Um that's why the name Foster interests yeah, me. Yeah. Um Manning to a certain degree as well because of his experience in um at Lommel in Belgium and over as part of part of the City Group yeah. um in New York. So that sort of interested me. Um I can't say I'm that excited about a potential grant mccann appointment mm-hmm. i can't get myself worked up for that um but if
2: he comes in and, and delivers then yeah. i don't really care um, well yeah <laughs> you exactly. know. yeah and um, currently if you are interested in in bookies odds which i'm not but some are so we'll read them anyway um ian foster 11 to 10 mm. so 1.1 1. 1 to 1 not far off a favorite but grant mccann currently four to six uh, which is essentially odds on and he is the name that has been blurted about over the yeah. past sort of 48 hours but the bookies don't really mean a lot and well they had lee bradbury as favourite at one point exactly so- yeah a lot of these <laughs> are generated by who puts money on but who's put money on lee bradbury I don't, Come i on. don't know got too much money I'll have it instead right um, after a break where we'll be turning our attention to something a bit more positive the Pompey women and their new signing Evie Game whose return to the club after a short spell at Coventry was announced on Friday evening Evie's been discussing her time away from the south coast and the effects recent experiences have had on her mental health
6: it just didn't work out how I had planned for it to um, and I got myself in a pretty nasty hole and couldn't really see the light and just yeah I was really really struggling mentally but yeah I obviously seeked help and i'm kind of back onto a road of trying to feel happier lighter um i don't know how much sense that makes but yeah i'm feeling a lot better than what i was
2: join us again in just a few moments for that really important conversation as well as the post-match comments of head coach jay sadler after his side's victory over ipswich town when the football hour returns
0: this is the football hour 93.7 Express FM Go by bus, go greener with Stagecoach
1: Next stop, a cleaner, greener
0: future Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for
2: a year we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2 Switch to bus, because by switching you can make a big difference
0: Get on board a stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to SwitchToBus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM.
2: Welcome back for the final time tonight to the footblower here on Express FM, brought to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South. Just a few moments before we do um, love and leave Joe and Joff on this evening show and we're going to hear from both Jay Sadler and Evie Gain in regards to Pompey's uh, Pompey women's victory at the weekend at least and Evie Gain's uh, battle against mental health and her recent move back to the Blues from Coventry United. And before we do go... Um, just want to talk a bit about michael morrison um joe he was quoted um in an article again with with our friend neil allen saying i know that people are there and it's somewhere i came up through mrs in regards to cambridge united after recent speculation of him moving on to the abbey stadium this month it played a massive part of my life obviously it has a special place possibly i will go back there one day i'll have to see and continued by saying but I'm contracted to Pompey until the end of the season I signed for a year and I've really enjoyed playing in front of the Pompey fans um, Joe, look, that doesn't give anything away obviously that's not that's not Michael Morrison saying I want to leave Pompey I want to go to Cambridge United however, given recent speculation and the fact that he'd clearly love to play there maybe it's not out of the realms of possibility But he might move on before the end of the season he's contracted till summer we don't know
3: I mean, ultimately, we're at a point now where this team cannot afford to have somebody that isn't fully bought into whatever's happening. Um, and I know that I'm getting sick of hearing from the changing room of how good they all think they are. Um, it's time to show it on a football pitch. And if, this, if the quotes are coming out that, oh, yeah, it's somewhere really special and they're not talking about Portsmouth, I don't think I'm interested in having you around the rest of the players. I know that sounds really harsh because the guys, the guys, actually not been that bad, mm. but like I said earlier, we, we we are looking over our shoulders. We are starting to think about is this going to develop into a relegation fight? And anybody that's making eyes
2: elsewhere. Mm. Probably don't need you here. Yeah, Uh, Lee Davies on Twitter says uh, we sat the cowleys, nothing changes. The players need to speak up and take the blame. Not fit enough to wear the proud badge of Portsmouth. We are the supporters, and we deserve a lot better than what we are seeing. We are here for the life. The players are not. Lee Davies on Twitter perfectly sums it up. Thank you very much uh, for your tweet, Lee. And that is, I'm afraid, where we do leave uh, both Joe and Joff. First of all, Joff Taylor, thank you very much. I really appreciate you calling in. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show for the first time, and I really hope you join us again soon well
7: oh, thank you very much for having me yeah looking forward to coming back at some point um, yeah it's great to chat Pompey
2: oh, thank you very much Joff Taylor Joe pleasure as always thank you very much appreciate it it's been fun hopefully next time it'll be a bit more fun
3: we'll be more positive next time be more positive because it'll be a win
2: (laughs) (laughs) wishful thinking from Joe thank you very much Joe for getting in touch Okay, moving on to the Pompey women then a 1-0 victory for Jay Sadler's side over promotion rivals Ipswich Town on Sunday afternoon at Wesley Park he spoke to Max Spotton after the victory
8: well Jay a huge victory over Ipswich your thoughts on the game first of all
5: yeah, obviously, first and foremost, really happy with the win, happy with the clean sheet. Um, it was a difficult game. Um, I just felt the first 15 minutes, I felt we were off we were off them um, by a split second. I think we looked a little bit lethargic, maybe when, when we spoke on to the backroom staff, we, we felt maybe last weekend took a lot out of these players. Um, could we have managed them better in the week? These are all the questions we've got to ask. Even though we've won the game, um, I thought the way Ipswich moved the ball, um, it was really good, but a lot of it was in front of us. Um, and then when they did get in between us, in behind us, um, we had the solutions. Nothing, I don't think um, Han had a save to make. There was a, a moment in the second half. Um, but listen, at the end of the day, we, we, we created a few moments. Um, we realised that when we went to try and get pressure on them, that they were playing through us too easy. So we had to revert to a bit more of a mid-block. And then when we had the ball, I just wish we'd have secured it a little bit better. We, we tried to play. But our, our first thought was to attack forward. That was our first thought. And then when the ball's gone to Quirky, um, she's given her the fullback a bit of a run around today, and the detail on the cross, um, and then Nay Harney, who has been buying her chance for months and months, and I think that says speaks volumes of her character. And she's finished it off. Um, but listen, I think every single player um, deserves huge credit because it's a massive win and, and one that puts us in with the, the rest of, in with the, the top teams in this league. The goal from Nahani no, just before half-time, did that
8: change your half-time message at all?
5: Yeah, it did, to be fair. It did, because we were going to go in at half-time, obviously saying, listen, we, I think we've been off them. I don't think we've managed to get out of second gear. A lot of it was without the ball. I think when we win the ball, we need to just secure it, just have a little bit more control, a little bit more positional balance. Um, whereas when we won it, our first thought was just to play forward, play forward. And sometimes the spaces weren't there, the players weren't there because we were we were quite deep in our block. Um, and then the goals the goals come from a moment of playing forward. <laughs> and we've managed to get bodies around it and we, we've scored on the counter-attack. And yeah, it did because now we're defending a lead. And I said to the girls at half-time, it's, it's going to be hard. We're going to have to dig in. As I said, Ipswich, some of their rotations in between the lines, some of their combination play, really good, really good. Um, But as soon as it got towards our back line, nothing penetrated, nothing hurt us. Like I said, they had that one moment with the cross um, and they were a little bit indecisive with that. But apart from that, I always felt like we were in control. I thought, thought we were controlling the game without really having a lot of the ball. And maybe that as a tactic, we had to give up possession and we had to... We had to accept that was going to be it today, um, but then we had to find a way. And I think today they found a way. And as I said, we were often not through lack of application, or lack of desire, but we found a way. And, and it's a big win. It's another clean sheet as well. I must say against, the, against the, a very good team and, and it's a, a performance and a, and a victory that, that, that now hopefully is a catalyst to the start of this year. As you alluded to there, another clean sheet, a solid defensive display as well. How important is that for the side? Yeah, massively, and, and I think that was through the whole team. We. Um, we obviously changed to a bit more of a mid-block. Um, they 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 did that well. Um, we've adapted that a couple of times: four-four-two, four-five-one, five-four-one. So we've had to adapt depending on the the problems that that Ipswich threw at us with the numbers they put on top line. Um, but I think Dan and, and Jazz especially standouts to them two today, having to deal with a lot of rotation in front, their decision making of when to step in, when to hold their positioning. Um, but I could go through every single player. I really could go through every single player. I think against the ball um, with the, the kind of strategies that we asked of them, um, they implemented it, they bought into it and they fought as a team and you can talk all you want about having technical quality and tactical understanding but this group's got a unity about them, they've got a togetherness about them and it's special, um, we can feel it, and we can see it every single day and now we're getting results, um, last weekend I think the performance was was there and we were just short, today we've had to perform Differently to how we would want. We want to own the ball, but I thought we owned the pitch today. The work rate, the desire, um, and it's a it's a great win and, and it puts us right up there. And I said to the girls, if the win against Oxford and the performance last week and then the win today doesn't give you belief that you're a top team in this, in this league, then I don't know what does. Jay Sadler,
2: head coach of the Pompey women after their 1-0 victory over promotion contenders Ipswich Town at Wesley Park yesterday afternoon uh, the goal from Anasa Harney in the first half, the only goal to separate the two sides uh, in that one, at least one side in Portsmouth are doing the City proud this season, Pompey now 5 points behind Oxford United at the top of the table they seem to be running away with it at the moment, Oxford United unbeaten in the league, the only side to beat them all season was in a cup competition, that was Pompey, so Pompey on 22 points, 5 points behind Oxford in first position on 27 points. Okay, we've heard from Jay Sadler, but now let's hear from new signing, sort of new signing, Evie Gain returned to Pompey after a few months away at Coventry United. Max Watton first asked how it felt to be back in the blue.
6: Yeah, no, great. I loved my time here before, so it's like coming home, really.
8: What made you want to come back?
6: Yeah, I think just the whole family atmosphere of the club. Like I always said, to, uh, it's more than football to me here um, it's like a family I um, get on with the girls really well obviously have a really good relationship with the staff and Jay so yeah I think they were the main reasons for wanting to come back
8: Now it's not been the easiest time for you since leaving Pompey back in August a lot of supporters would have seen your post on Instagram uploaded in November which highlighted your recent struggles with mental health, just talk us through that if you can
6: yeah, I mean, I think it's a really hard thing to sum up. Um, I obviously went off to Coventry um, trying to fulfil, like, four-year-old Evie's dream of playing professional football at the highest level. And not just football, but other, for other reasons as well. It just didn't work out how I had planned for it to. Um, and I got myself in a pretty nasty hole and um, couldn't really see the light and just, yeah, I was really, really struggling mentally. Um, but yeah, I've obviously seeked help and I'm kind of back onto a road of trying to feel happier, lighter. Um, I don't know how much sense that makes, but yeah, I'm feeling a lot better than what I was. And if you had said to me a few months ago that I'd be here now with, back at Portsmouth, um, having this conversation, I would have laughed. So it's progress.
8: I think the most important question to ask, obviously, is at the end, how are you doing at the moment with the things you're going through? What step of the journey are you on at the moment?
6: Yeah, I'm, I'm doing better, um... I feel like excitement, getting up each day now to like get through the day, and for things that are coming up in the future. So that's a definite change in how I am mentally. Um, obviously, I haven't played a competitive game um, in regards to football since the 25th of September, so a long time. But I'm finally feeling like I want to get back into football um, and get rolling with it again, and just yeah, get back into the flow of things because I have missed it. Um, but it's just taken me a bit of a journey to feel. The love for it again and yeah get back to it
8: yeah you alluded to it there exactly the last competitive match you played was against birmingham back in september you've slowly been building back that love for playing the game how much will being back around this familiar group of players and staff will help you continue doing so
6: no i think it will be massive for me um the group here getting the love back just because i'm always made to feel so comfortable here um, and also have a lot of passion playing for the club um, and I loved I loved playing for the club last time out and I'm looking forward to helping the club get to where it wants to be this time out. And, yeah, I'm around people that I can be really comfortable with um, and express my emotions with and yeah, I think that will help me massively.
8: Yeah, as you said, it's your second time at the club, so what are your best memories of your, of your first spell?
6: Um, oh, I have so many good memories. I mean, the FA Cup, Um, scoring was it the winner against uh, Bournemouth that was obviously a really good memory Um, questionable goal but still Um, and then yeah just I think the second half of the season we obviously went on a really good um, run keeping a lot of clean sheets so that was definitely a highlight for me Um, and I love being a part of that so yeah
8: And you're coming into a group halfway through the season. What are your thoughts on the first half of the campaign from the girls so far?
6: Yeah, I think they've done superb. I think they've been so good. Um, They've had a really solid start to the season. Um, And I'm just excited and feel privileged to be a part of it um, going into the second half and hope that I can obviously add what I can so um, yeah really have an exciting finish to the season there
2: you go new signing Evie Gain speaking to Max Swatton after um, it was announced that she had re-signed for the club um, earlier uh, before the weekend on Friday night great to hear uh, of her arrival back to the Pompey women okay uh, thank you very much for listening to this evening's edition of the Football Hour I'll be back on Friday night with the next edition of the Football Hour no midweek game for the Blues this week thank God Uh, They're not in action until Saturday. They take on Exeter City at Fratton Park as League One action returns to PO4, hopefully with a new head coach in the dugout um, underneath the south stands. Have Pompey thrown in the towel after Riley Talon made his debut for the Blues on Saturday afternoon? Will they kick on to try and put that promotion uh, bid back in place? You can hear all of the unmissable action as Pompey Live returns this Saturday from 2
1: unmissable action.
0: This is Pompey Live.
1: Pompey's dismal run of form shows no signs of stopping. Bolton trying to work it round the corner. They've worked it into the box. They've worked a chance and they've worked the third goal and Portsmouth have been opened up once again. We'll keep hoping though. Pompey host Exeter in League One at Fratton Park next. Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday afternoon from 2.
0: Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars.
2: It could get better. It could get worse. Nonetheless, please do join us for the next edition of Pompey Live this Saturday from 2 o'clock here on 93.7 Express FM. Myself and Robbie James alongside a special guest to take you through all of the action as the Blues take on Exeter City at Fratton Park. Okay, coming up here on Express FM tonight, the soft rock show with Jeff and Aid from 7 through until 9 o'clock. That 80 show returns with Kevin Stokes between 8 and 11 then it's non-stop music right the way through until 2 o'clock in the morning, which is when you can listen back to Chaz Burns rock show between 2 and 4 the early riser is here on Express between 4 and 6.30 which is when Darren Gamblin fills in for Ian James between 6.30 and 10 o'clock with Express Breakfast he'll be talking um, to Kate from Portsmouth Hospital's charity and he'll also be talking about your chance to win a luxury food hamper as well as going through the latest news uh, sport travel weather updates from across Portsmouth as well as well as playing great music between 6.30 and 10 o'clock which is when Paul Marsh returns uh, between 10 and 1 henry deacon is back with the next football fix on wednesday evening from six with over the white line and as mentioned i'll be back on friday evening with the next edition of the football hour previewing what we hope to be a bit of a better game at fratton park on saturday as the blues take on exeter city at po4 with hopefully a new head coach in place do keep at express FM on twitter for all of the latest news regarding that but until
7: next time pompey fans thank you for listening